1: Trigger warning, the following episode contains descriptions of graphic violence and adult language. Viewer discretion is advised. I'm Danielle. I'm Max. And each Wednesday, we crack open a bottle of wine and dive in to some thrills, chills, and spills. This is Innocent Till Tipsy. Why don't you tell us about the wine we're going to be drinking today along with our true crime case? Okay. Yeah. So excited. So we're going to take a little trip to Hollywood
0: um and we're kicking things off with this um Fran
1: okay wait yeah Francis Ford Cop- Coppola No, I knew it. I he was missing a name my favorite um uh, one of my favorite movies is Dracula yeah um, I saw that 1992 yes. Dracula he's yes. more known for the Godfather yes and there's okay I have the list here um five
0: Academy Awards six Golden Globes um British fil- Academy film so he's like really renowned yeah um but I honestly feel. I think I read this somewhere that their families made more money from wine. Yes, <laughs> than then the movies the movie like the movie industry. So yeah, um, they told us to that drink at this. the
1: Toys R Us wine store oh, one gosh. of the times we were there. That's right. Yeah, okay, yeah.
0: Well, it's mm. come up before because like if you Google this wine, it's like, is yeah. it good? Did they like? And it goes back into like a little bit of the history of their wine. But yeah. um this wine is super accessible. Um I found out you can get it at Target, nice. which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me tell you a little bit
1: about it. I've had a bottle of this before, but not this the bottle. Cab yes. And I, I will say I did enjoy what I've had from them. I'm excited. I think yeah. it
0: sounds good. Okay. Yeah. So it's a Bordeaux style. It is a cab uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see, let's open it up and taste it. Cause I think we're going to like this one. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. Oh, and price point is, uh, at Target. Uh, it's. $17. $17. Rounded up this time. Wow. $17. Um, I think we paid, it's under $20. So yeah. anywhere 17 to $20. Yeah. yeah let's do it. Yeah. Um, let me tell you about this a little bit more. Smooth tannins and succulent flavors of, let's sniff and taste. Ooh. And I'll tell you.
1: Oh, okay. Kay. Okay. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Okay. Oh, wait, we got a...
1: Oh, well, we had the aerator, didn't we?
0: Oh, we had the aerator. We stopped to swirl here. Okay, I didn't know what we're doing.
1: (laughs) Swirl it up. We're smelling it.
0: By the way, we were talking about the cork. The cork's super cute, too, even. that's really cute. Just, like, noting all the details. It has the little mesh netting um, Mm -hmm. on the cork. And we keep all our corks. I don't know if you know that. We're going to have a super stash. A super stash of corks. (laughs) Oh, it's very smelly. (laughs) I mean...
1: It's very smelly. I mean, it smells bold.
0: I know why. I know. And I think I read the tasting notes before. I did read the tasting notes before we're tasting this. And there's something that it's not my favorite. And that's what hits my nose first. That's not good. I I, I don't know. Mm, No, it's good. It's not. It's just that smell. Okay. So the smell for me, and this is why I know this. It's anise. And that's like what's in licorice. So it smells like that to me. Oh, maybe that's why I like it. Yeah. It doesn't I love, taste, licorice. I love licorice. I like good and plenty licorice. <laughs> I just got, I just got a six pack of this like, uh, six pack. <laughs> okay. I got a six pack of this like fancy licorice for Christmas as an early Christmas Yum. present because I do love licorice. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, licorice. why don't you com? like the smell of it? What's wrong with you? I don't know. The smell is not it for me, but it's kind of like how people don't always like the smell of bananas, but they'll eat them or something or.
1: You it's know, just that's a very smelly smell. My kitten that I got from a Target bush, my brother calls him garbage. Target bush cat, he's literally, someone discarded him. Now he's in my home. Um, he, I love him. He, uh, his favorite food in the world, bananas, and he can Your hear me. I'm telling you, <laughs> he can hear you feel it. He can hear me feel it. He comes running, like he's even upstairs, and I can hear his little. <laughs> a, banana. Stairs, a banana oh my gosh, and he'll that's do funny cat- anything like he'll leap over the couch to try to get at the banana like he's obsessed but I looked it up because I was like okay can cats can eat, cats eat, eat bananas? bananas so it's, so a- it's <laughs> I love it it says it's an while an inappropriate food for cats it's still safe for them to eat but it's <laughs> so be their main diet but I was like this is an inappropriate food for you <laughs> you're so inappropriate <laughs> um look at
0: the legs on this isn't that funny it's like sticking to the sides of the glass that is funny I had just noticed it in our in our light here. It's like
1: it's honestly like for how cheap it is. Like a really good bottle of wine. Inexpensive. Sorry. <laughs> um, you know, I You're agree. looking for an inexpensive if bottle you're of for wine an affordable... <laughs>
0: accessible. <laughs> accessible. Bottle of wine. Yes. Yeah. Hey, I like it. I actually do like I it. Like and it what too. else do you taste? Oh, if you say the normal cherries, cherries berries, cocoa.
1: I'm not so refined this morning, and I want to blame it on the fact that I've been drinking Scooter's coffee. We,
0: we burned your palate with, the
1: yeah. <laughs> coffee. So what should we um, taste? No,
0: it is the usual. It's the usual friends: um, berries, plum, and anise. Okay, yeah. So that makes sense. Um, I I can I understand the plum comment. Yeah. Once you say that, I'm like, oh yeah, because it's not overly sweet. Sweet. It's like we well, you know, our plums
1: Demard are a little bit. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. Um, thirteen point five. Alcohol, too, by the way. Oh. So it's not like burn your throat. Yeah. It's not like juice it's like, not the like the other one.
1: Apothic. Have you ever tried apothic? Um What's the one with the thought, dark the, red the, one? No, Um, Inferno. Have you ever tried no. that one? Mm-hmm. We should try that on one of the episodes. It's an affordable bottle of wine. It's pretty good, but it's it does taste a little bit like almost not spicy, but like on fire a little. It's really good. <laughs> it's an Inferno. Down it's your an throat. Inferno. You're like it's twenty percent, but it is. is. It's like seventeen point five. Yeah, it's like really, okay. yeah, it's like really high. You yeah, don't feel like mm. hot and warm inside. <laughs> yeah, it's really good though. We should next time. Next time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Cool. I can only
1: imagine what case you would pair with that. I'm a little scared. We could do an arson case. That's true. Inferno. That is true. We'll have to think on that. Okay. Yeah. If anyone has any ideas on a case to pair with Apothic Inferno. Dying the open one. Yeah. Let us know. All Um, right. Well, cheers. Here. Cheers. Okay. So today we're going to be talking about, we are going to have to, I don't know if we should just. I don't know if we should film this as like a separate trigger warning because we've been talking about this an awful lot lately. But this case does Mm. um, include like... um, You got to get your laundry list. Yeah, um, assault against children, like uh, violence against children. So um, a little bit of a heavier um, take. I feel like um, it's something that is kind of discussed, but not her case. I don't think it's like enough... I don't coverage know. no yeah. i would say
0: like just as like an armchair detective i hadn't heard much about this until you started talking about it Gianna, so i'm excited for our listeners because yeah. um, if you may be new yeah you may you, have not heard of this before. exactly
1: but this is funny so it's not funny but like judith barzi you you now know who she is yes. right because i've talked about her yes but like some of our listeners you probably know who she is and, and you don't know that you know who and she you is. don't know yeah so she was um a child a childhood actress um a staple in my own household in the 90s for sure um as a 90s kid and she was a child star in the 80s who was just, like, on her way to success. Um, she was doing really well for herself. Um, she was discovered when she was out ice skating with her mother at five years old.
0: Oh, how I sweet. So
1: sweet. Um, some agency signed her on the spot, which was, like, so exciting. do know why, because she sounds so unique. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, signed her on the spot, much to her mother's delight, because her mom, who was an immigrant, um, had fled, actually, from communist Hungary to the United States, wow. had dreams of June judith becoming a child star um i feel like in some ways if the show toddlers and tiaras had been on the air at the time she might have been on that she might have been on that not to say anything bad about maria barzi but she really wanted her child to like a stage mom oh stage mom stage to mom. the t yeah 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 um she had told her brother, even Maria had, that she was grooming Judith for Hollywood. And he told her that the odds of Judith making it in Hollywood were 10,000 to one.
0: Oh, so he's like, he's trying to give her a gut check. And yeah. she's like, nope, I know. Yeah, she persisted and, and wow. she succeeded. So, what's, yeah. What's kind of odd about that is like that she was discovered like ice skating. It wasn't like she was going to, I mean, maybe she was going to casting calls and things. Yeah. But- it wasn't she was ad, actually an found. Yeah, like yeah. just as
1: a normal kid, just out and about. Well, kind of to that point, um, her most desirable feature in Hollywood, and I feel like this is why she was signed on the spot, was actually she was a lot shorter than her age. So, oh, that's yes, really good in Hollywood. It is because then she can play these younger roles, but have the like wherewithal to understand direction yeah and everything she from the directors. direction because she's a little bit older but she can play younger younger yeah. exactly okay. so big deal and she was super super cute have you seen Aww. a photo of her no let me see oh let me show you her she's really cute yes yeah, so adorable yeah so so cute little petite and she was actually receiving injections, um, from UCLA, um, because of her stature, because it had to do, she had a oh, disorder she with her like HGH or something she, to like grow. Yeah. She had a, um, pituitary g- gland issue mm-hmm. and that was like the reason she was staying small for her size. Oh. So it was something her family was trying to treat, but like in the meantime, this was like a bonus off of like yeah. something that's I mean, not like, that she's great, that right? Size, so, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Barzi would go on to start in very iconic roles in the 80s and 90s with guest roles on Cheers, The Love Boat, Growing Pains, The Twilight Zone. She also appeared in over 70 commercials. Wow. Yeah. She's like such a little cutie. Like Mm -hmm. um,
0: you can totally see how she, you may not know who she is, but Mm -hmm. you're like, oh yeah, like. Kids like that kid could have been in anything. Anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like selling cereal, then on Cheers. Yeah. yeah. Um, Her she was in such films as Jaws, the revenge. (laughs) And the two roles she's probably best known for is Ducky in the land before time. Her iconic. Yep. 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 Um, That was her favorite role. Yep, 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 Yeah. So that was her favorite role as a child. I think this is so cute. And Ducky's catchphrase actually came from Judith's own response when the director asked her if she wanted the role of Ducky. Oh, she that's said, yep, cute "Yep, that's yep. Her line, for real. I, I love it. I thought that was so nice." She was also in All Dogs Go to Heaven as Anne-Marie.
0: Oh, I mm. loved that movie. I did too. I oh, did cry too, in the
1: theater. I know. I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, kind of a sad note on both of those um, characters. They were both released after she had passed. Really, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, so she was only ten at the time that she passed away gosh I know
0: I didn't realize that
1: I know and Judith's first role that she would ever take was Kimberly in the tv mini mini series called Fatal Vision and what's super eerie about it is it seemed to protect like predict her own demise oh really yeah so it was based on the true story of a father killing his pregnant wife and children oh my god I know it's so weird like hindsight Yeah, yeah but
0: I mean who would have thought at the time you know yeah
1: just a role Crazy. So her father Joseph Barzi, he was from an industrial part of Hungary and reportedly had an extremely rough childhood. Um, although when it comes to Arizona Joe, <laughs> as his friends called him, it's hard to know what's true and what's not true. He just had like he was a big talker. Gotcha. You know. Uh huh. Um, he would make up stuff. He'd said he'd been like arrested for beating a man to death in like think New York, and that was never even found. Like there's no Ugh, criminal record don't brag of it. about that. Yeah. like why what would hell? that be? A, like. But you can see he's He's already, he's fucked up. So yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Um, like Maria, he'd fled from Hungary after 1956 Soviet occupation. Um, But he first made his way to France, not the U S like she did Um, on his train ride to France. He met his first wife, Clara. He soon married her and had two children with her in the 1960s. The family made their way over to New York and immigrated. Um, But Joe was extremely self-conscious over his heavy accent um oh, okay yeah, I felt really like weird about um when people would point it out. Mm. Um, had major mommy issues too. Oh man. Yeah. So he was insanely bitter towards his mother for his father leaving him as a child. You like blamed his mother for yeah. it or something? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he was hypersensitive to the fact that he'd been conceived at a wedlock.
0: Oh, because he was like felt shame from it or something. So he blamed his
1: mother and all that. Yeah. So I read an article about this in the LA Times, like about Joseph. And this would have been, according to this article, this would have been culturally embarrassing and hungry for the family not to have been, the family unit not to have stayed together. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, like now with our perspective, you're like, and yeah, who cares? <laughs> we're like,
0: okay. I'm like, okay. Um, but yeah. yeah, we don't
1: really even use the term bastard that much anymore. You don't even use it as an insult anymore. Really?
0: <laughs> I, I, it took me forever to realize that that was like, why that was an insult. <laughs> I was like, Oh, that, Oh,
1: that's a uh, thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Joe was reportedly quoted as saying, if the family life is gone, then life is not worth living. According to many, he hated women because his mother would often, because of his mother, um, just the way she'd like the father had left. He like all of wants that. this traditional family bad. Yes. And he reportedly called all of us whores all the time. So as you can imagine with these issues alone, him and his wife, Clara, they're not doing I too don't hot. Know how that would work <laughs> well for anybody. I <laughs> <laughs> am like I'm a whore. I don't know why we're married. Yeah. thank you yeah um and we haven't even touched on his alcoholism yet oh lord yeah it's layered on (laughs) Uh, so he verbally and physically abused his family and clara one day just packed up her kids and fled to arizona because she was like i'm done with you out of here yeah he followed them let them go
0: leave them be like this is like becoming a thing when women leave like leave them alone yeah
1: we don't want you they left
0: yeah I know it's so insulting to like the and like a lot of these stories are this like hyper masculine
1: yes type because obviously and he has something he, he, very he's wrong like with you're him. not
0: leaving me like mm-hmm. he's following her yeah
1: yeah um but because like remember to him like without family there's nothing left to live for in this life so to Clara's surprise and joy he was actually sober when he arrived and he mm-hmm. had actually gotten a stable job as a plumber so she's like okay we'll give All this another try you know you look like you're doing a lot better for yourself right Um, And this is where he earned that nickname for himself, Arizona Joe. Hmm. Um, Yes, but soon Arizona Joe would throw a frying pan at Clara and she'd file for divorce. That would do it. Yep. Yeah. Um, His youngest child, Agnes, who goes by Aggie sometimes, was age 15 at the time. And that was when she made her decision to never speak to her father again and encouraged her older brother to do the same. There's two kids. Two kids. Yeah. She wouldn't speak to her father again until she was in her 30s. Well, I mean, he kind of was an asshole, so. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that just, like, speaks to the fact that, like, it was bad. Whatever was was going on in the house was bad for her not to want any communication with him. Yep. After the divorce, Joe made his way over to L.A. where he would meet his second wife, Maria, at a local cafe that she waitressed at. So, Judith's mom. Gotcha. Um, When he would go to pay his bills at this restaurant, he would often pay in crisp $100 bills, and he would pay for all of his friends. So he's like putting on he's big like airs. He's like bawling out at the At the, the cafe. cafe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, they kept saying like he would pay for his friend's drinks. And I'm like, what kind of drinks are being served at this cafe? At cafe <laughs> ice lattes. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently this was like a big hangout spot um, for immigrants like that came over. So I, I like, I don't know. Maybe they did have alcohol there that they like, they were all just chilling. So I don't, but they called it a cafe everywhere a cafe. it looked. So I was like, okay. okay. Um, yeah. And as I said, Joe was a big talker. He was very charismatic. So he seemed to be like a ton of fun to be around if you weren't being abused by him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, that's probably like first layer of personality where he's like charismatic and fun. And then you, you get, get to too close him. to him and you're like, you're an asshole. This yeah. is not fun anymore. Yeah.
1: So this attracted Maria to him. And in the summer of 1977, they were married. By the next summer, they had Maria's first child, Joe's third, Judith. Maria became a stay-at-home mom until Judith was signed at the age of five at that ice skating rink. Soon, Judith just began booking these gigs, obviously back to back. She worked an awful lot for her lifetime. When you think yeah, about, yeah, it, almost- she was
0: five when she started working, and she yeah. was ten. She when passed. She passed. Mm-hmm.
1: So in five years, she packed all that in. That's yeah, insane. yeah. Um, so as her career began to take off, Joe started struggling with unemployment. Um, so it's like a yin this and yang. Is not going to go well. No. Not to mention his own issues that he had with his daughter making more than he was for his entire family. Because he's very he's traditional. traditional. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and he's not. he doesn't like it when women are doing their own thing. And just and think of how
1: insulting your kid, it is for... Five-year-old, yeah, seven-year-old, ten-year-olds making more than you. The toxic masculinity of that. Yeah. Like him being like... Okay. Ugh. By fourth grade, Judith was making $100,000 a year. That's amazing. I know. Yeah, I she know. was working. <laughs> Everyone's like, well, her career was just starting to take off. I was like, $100,000 a year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> good for her. She's doing, uh, that's She's not bad good. for a seven-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> she, God. <laughs> um, which allowed her family to buy a beautiful three-bedroom home in the San Fernando Valley. So they're moving up in the world. Yeah, good for her. Yes. However, in the meantime, the Barzi marriage was disintegrating. Maria and Joe argued endlessly. Maria hurling insults that fueled Joe's own insecurities about the way he spoke. um, Not to mention she screamed bastard at him every chance she got. Oh, she's just
0: like really poking him where it hurts. Yes. Like really pouring salt in those wounds.
1: Yes. Meanwhile, Joe went to the extreme and used death threats and eventually physical abuse against her. It's just escalating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's building. Falling into old patterns, Joe began drinking again. In 1 year he'd be arrested for 3 DUIs. Oh, he's drinking. He's drinking. That's the only time three times he got caught then. Yeah. Yeah, That's exactly. Exactly. Yep. exactly. He was controlling and abusive, and those around the family would say that he abused them both physically as well as emotionally. And he even would do things like hide their passports so there was no option for them to, like, flee back to Hungary or anything. Yes, controlling. Yes. Intimidating. Um, mm -hmm. He would hide a telegram from Hungary um, that was for Maria, informing her that a relative of hers had died. I'm unsure if she ever got that memo. Oh, that's so sad. It's so sad. Um, He threw pots and pans at them just like in his first marriage and one point that resulted in a nosebleed from Judith. So he's really like yep yeah he's Mm -hmm. abusive. Um, Unfortunately I don't understand this his actions are widely known at this point by friends family and neighbors even.
0: I mean, when there's domestic violence in even back then, right? Like they yeah. make a report, and then it's up to the woman to plan to leave or not. Well, none of these people would make
1: these reports. Oh, they that's didn't what's make reports. Disgusting to okay, me. Gotcha. This to me, this case seems so preventable on so many different levels as we go through it, and I'm disgusted by the inaction yeah, of everyone. If you see something, say something. Yeah, mm-hmm. I understand it was the '80s, but what? That's I, I mean, '88. That's like a little over 30 years from like now. It doesn't make any People sense. People still spoke up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so they should have and could have. Yes, um, neighbors would witness him breaking Judas' toys in front of her. Oh, I know. That's
0: so sad.
1: There was one instance of this. She just got a new kite. She was outside playing with it, and for some reason, Joe stormed out, snatched it from her, saying she was going to break it. She, of course, starts crying. And he looks at his wife and like neighbors are witnessing this. Mm-hmm. This is from a neighbor account. He looks at his wife and he's like, our child is so spoiled, like such a spoiled brat. She doesn't deserve these toys. like crying because s- she's scared of him. She's he smashes like she he, he says, like, you know, she doesn't want to share with us. So she's like selfish Share her kite with this grown ass man. <laughs> so he pulls the kite down from the sky and breaks it into tiny little pieces Aww. in front of her. There were tons there was tons of documented abuse within this household um, about what Judith and her mom was withstood. So reportedly, Joe told the the women, well, Judith and her mom constantly that he wanted to kill them Um, and he planned on burning the house down as well. So he apparently also told Maria where he kept the gasoline in the house would constantly go and show it to her when they would get in arguments of like, this is your fate. Like deal. Oh my God. Yeah. And sometimes he would just threaten to kill himself and Judith to leave um, Maria to suffer with the loss of her child. Yeah. And him and his mind. But like. Yuck. Yeah. Don't. That's awful. He told a coworker who was also a friend of his over 500 times his coworker said that he was going to kill Maria.
0: 500 times. 500 times. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This coworker would tell the LA Times, I try to call him down. I tell him, if you kill her, what will happen to your little one? Little one was what Barzi would call Judith. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, I got to kill her too. Oh my God. He's why thought not about recording this? Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay, yeah. Peter. Peter's the friend. Like, why can't you go to the police? Because like, if yeah. someone's going to say this. You can't like,
0: calm them down.
1: No. Like, you can't. How do you think you calm them down? They keep bringing this back up. Mm-hmm not dealt with before judith left to film jaws the revenge in the bahamas she was packing up her suitcase in her room when her father came in holding a kitchen knife to her neck he Mm -hmm. promised to slit her throat if neither her or her mother returned home after filming oh my god this poor little girl like lived in terror horrifying yeah to think you're just a little girl packing up your suitcase in your room and your father does this to you yeah Reportedly on set, set, Maria complained constantly to anyone and everyone about her abusive, alcoholic husband and how she just wanted out of the marriage.
0: Oh, I know. I wish someone would have taken her like, it's not taking her,
1: it's not not taking her seriously, but like, been like, cool, here's some resources. Let me help you. Here's how you can do this. Well, apparently people were getting sick of hearing about it and they just thought it was like a stage mom, just like trying to get some attention. Yeah, that's what I'm saying like obviously it was chalked up to that and that sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's horrible.
1: So Judith actually seemed to enjoy her time in the Bahamas probably cuz she's away She's from away? Her dad. Yeah. And she was even able to wear her own swimsuits on set, which she apparently really loved. Um, Yeah. So while Jaws the Revenge will probably go down in the history as the worst Jaws movie ever to be filmed. Yeah. I've never watched it. (laughs) It's not great. There was one July 4th that my mom and I watched like all of the Jaws movies. And now it's like, are there a lot? I can't even remember. It was like (laughs) streaming on AMC. Right. And (laughs) you're like just binging Jaws. (laughs) We were Fourth joking. July. We joke every Fourth of July. We're like, it's an American film. <laughs> we must watch Jaws Independence Day. Um, You're like the only American that does that. <laughs> no family tradition to watch Jaws. You're like it's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so um judah's performance as captain birdie's daughter was seen though as one of the redeeming qualities of this film after the filming ended her and her mother went to new york to visit maria's brother okay maria okay maria's brother yeah her judah's brother. mom so hurry her yeah uncle. her uncle, uncle. Yeah. yes um, During their visit, Joe called to remind Judith of the threat that he'd made before they left for filming initially.
0: Oh my God, just run away. I just
1: like wish they could have just disappeared and I ditched know. him. This does make me wonder because they immediately, they actually cut this trip short and went just like immediately back home to Joe. Oh, because he threatened them or something. I know, but I'm there's like, no way. oh, like I'm just, I just wish, like, there's a lot of people that question at this point and kind of myself included, like, why don't you just stay in New York? Like, I mean, there's acting gigs in New York. When, She's Judith Barzy. I guess,
0: like, I mean, you've been in an abusive relationship. Yeah. If you've been in an abusive relationship, it's not that easy. You, like, you had to be ready to leave. Yeah. And, maybe they and just sometimes ready you to don't leave. even,
1: like, see it, too, which is terrible to say, especially since he's giving death threats. But I tell you, it wasn't until that relationship broke up where I like the glass you look back removed. and you're like shit that was controlling that and was you yeah. yeah like you look back like even in my first week of dating that person like when he threw our McDonald's order on the floor and started like throwing a temper tantrum I look back and I'm like there was the red first flag. red flag <laughs> the first one yeah. out of many like it's just like but you don't see it at the time for whatever reason so maybe it was that kind of like situation yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um So the accumulation of abuse in the family home had begun worrisome behaviors in Judith. She'd begun pulling out her own eyelashes Mm. and the family cat's whiskers. Oh, because she's just, like, picking? Yeah. Girl. She also put on weight. During a singing singing audition for All Dogs Go to Heaven, Judith was hysterical and couldn't sing a note of the song Soon You'll Go Home. I know. In fact, she was so upset she couldn't even speak. So she ended up confessing to her agent Ruth Hansen about what was going on in her family home. Finally, there's a hero in all of this.
0: Yeah, I'm like glad Judith could come forward to somebody. Somebody else comfortable coming forward to someone. Yes.
1: Yeah, so Ruth tells CPS. So finally, we've really? got someone telling someone about this. Now, according to CPS, who would later be criticized for fa- for failing Judith and her mother. Maria had a plan of action to leave Joe that she felt safe with. She had managed to get herself an apartment that she kept in secret from Joe in Panorama City, where her and Judith spent their daytime hours when they weren't filming, and then would go back to him as late as possible at night. And where she was, little by little, moving the family belongings into the home. CPS would later use this as an excuse for why they closed Judith Barzi's case with them in under a month no, she's not safe yet. No. No. CPS is such a broken system. It's so it's sad. so broken. It's so horrible. Um, they would say that um, they couldn't force a mother to move into the, to an apartment any quicker. That's like their excuses. Um, they did say that they had money to remove Judith from the home, but they didn't want to separate mother and child. They also have been reported concerning.
0: Judith's well, been through enough trauma. I can understand why they like CPS always tries to keep the family together. together. And always yeah. tries to keep parents with children. Like, mm. and they're really overburdened. Like, I, it's like so not to throw CPS under the bus. Like, I know. There are, there are not good to throw- social
1: workers that are trying their best you shouldn't and it's say a not to th- system well you shouldn't say not to throw cPS under the bus I'm not throwing the agents under the bus they're overwhelmed yeah I am throwing our government under the bus they can like I it, there's got to be broken. a way to do something better than what is done yeah. um because this is so sad it's so sad and they are overworked and they have too many cases and that's the same with this this social worker in a later investigation it would be found that Judith's case was one in 66 other cases she should have had 30 less than that
0: yeah she had she was double she was overworked double booked yeah yeah double
1: case case load, whatever yeah yeah we um, talked about cps a lot on here and, and how like it's just like these poor agents are stuck with all of these horrible situations these children are in
0: and i understand it's like an ethical call like about getting involved versus not getting involved but mm. they're there to intervene yes and so it's like
1: you've been welcomed in like please intervene please um, yeah yeah mm-hmm. better safe yes so They've also been reported in saying concerning this case, quote unquote, we can't save every child. Oh, it makes you want to like throw hands. (laughs) Like, anyways. According, oh, I hit you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Throwing hands over your hands as she punches the mic. Okay. <laughs> According to Barzi's friends and relatives um, at the time, Maria said and none of this had actually happened and that CPS had actually not offered to help her at all. She said that she felt like they weren't gonna do anything for her, and she felt like hers and her child's lives were in her hands. I can understand why she felt like she probably had to
0: take matters into her own hands. If they're like closing the case after a month, she's like, oh crap, maybe, maybe
1: they're not going to be there for me. Yeah. Yeah. So completely different accounts of events from CPS and from Barzi relatives. Yep. Great. Love it. Um, they said that they couldn't find any proof of physical abuse, only mental stating that he never touched them with his fists, only with his words cuz she didn't document she didn't get a, a report she filed when he threw the pan. Yes, but get this. Or she gra- actually did end up filing a report of physical abuse once. It was with the police in December of 1986. Mm-hmm. But when she arrived at the police office, they didn't take her seriously because they said they couldn't find any like signs on her body of physical abuse. And so her feeling stupid and them telling her they weren't gonna pursue the case, she left the station. It. Yeah. Yeah. And she's not gonna report anymore. Yeah. I wouldn't. I'd be like, Okay, fuck you. I guess I'm dealing with this.
0: Not to mention, like in an abusive relationship, the repercussions of like if you want to find out that she was reporting him and all that, she's like, Well, fine, you're not gonna take me seriously. I'm not gonna yeah, put myself out there again. I my,
1: put myself at risk for yeah, yeah, crazy. Um, and that what's terrifying about this: her leaving that station, feeling defeated, she'd be murdered in little over a year after that. So yeah. it's just disgusting. Yeah. yeah, like you have to take. That's the thing. Like when we talked about Rena Vark's case, it's like at least they did remove her immediately because yes, like it, it wasn't true what Rena said. But if it had been true, yeah, like right. Anyways. For Judith's 10th birthday, which would be her last birthday, Joe would reach out to his children from the previous marriage. Which does make me wonder. Well, it makes me wonder if he did know he was going to die and that he was going to kill his family. Like, doesn't it make you wonder how premeditated this is? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, you've never reached out to them before. Yeah. He suddenly wanted to make amends with his children and invited them to his house to have them meet their half-sister Judith. They, they never met. Oh, because he didn't, didn't even know he had she been existed. In Oh, man. They didn't even know. Not until this call. Wow. Yeah, it was Aggie and her brother, Barna. And they had no so He was like, hi, no I clue. have another life, by the way. You have a sibling. Do you want to come for a birthday? And I feel like that's almost like, again, that's another a lot. form of, well, it's another form of manipulation when you oh, think yeah. about it. Because it's like, like Aggie said, she didn't really, she wasn't going to, she wouldn't have seen him. But because of Judith, she wanted to meet Judith. Yeah. So she went. Yeah. Yeah. Reportedly, Aggie had considered making amends with him, like on her way there. But when she saw Judith, she knew so she, she was she, abused. Yes. she oh. said she looked in her in Judith's eyes and saw herself as a child. Yep. So she talked to Maria about the abuse that her and Barna had withstood throughout mm-hmm. the time of, you know, living with this horrible man. And um, Maria said yes, that this was still ongoing. He still had these anger issues he was physically abusive but she was afraid to leave
0: how long had she been with him like kind of how old judith is then? judith's
1: 10 so, so like 10 over a decade now years, yeah yeah because she, she's they, been enduring abuse yeah. yeah they were married about a year before judith was born right okay. so yeah yeah um maria or but maria said she had a plan at that point in time she was leaving the house as messy as humanly possible like Aggie would say it was disgusting at some places, oh, really? but that's because Joe hated mess and Joe had expected like his wife to like keep house and everything, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. So Maria's hoping he'll just voluntarily leave.
0: Sure, she's like trying to like get yes. him. Yes,
1: yeah. Oh. And um, she had for- reportedly been told by someone that he was having an affair, which she said was the best news cool. she could have ever Run. gotten. Yeah, do it. go get do out. it and leave me, please. Yeah, um, the day that Aggie and Barna left, Judith actually went outside to the car and asked Aggie to take them with her. And like this is her is for with her them. 10th birthday. They were there. They were there yeah. mm-hmm, and had met her and everything else. So Judith's out at the car asking Aggie to please take them, take Aww. her with them. Yeah. Good baby. And Aggie's heartbroken. And she explains to her half sister, like, I, I can't, I can't take you with me. Um, she also tells Judith that both her and Barna have withstood abuse from their father and mm-hmm. that it's okay. It's temporary. And you, you know, you will get through this. This is just like a moment in time, right? The only reason they got through it was because their mother left. Left, Yeah, exactly. And, she and they tells, cut off contact with him. Exactly. Yeah. That's how they got, got through it. Because this could have happened to her and the family. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yep. But she tells you just to be strong and they leave. So and I I mean, to their, like. Oh,
0: she felt like guilt. Like they just met her and they can't yes. like. You can't kidnap a child her out of her home. Yeah. So I mean, but yeah, the guilt, the guilt. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And I mean, honestly, like, you know, we've talked about so many times when people threaten to kill someone, like how, how often do you take it seriously? Like people say in anger all the time, but at that point, I don't know if she knew that extent of the abuse. Yeah. And I think now we're in a different situation
0: in a different time. Like if someone told me they were going to kill somebody, I'd be like, um, excuse me, you're coming with me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. So sad. So on Monday, July 25th, 1988, Judith missed an audition for Han- with Hanna-Barbera Studios for a voiceover role. Mm. It's unclear why she missed this appointment. Her agent, Ruth, who had previously reported abuse to CPS, called the next day on the 26th to inquire about her absence. Joe answered, explaining that Maria and Judith were in San Diego, and it was for something for work, which Ruth would have known about. Uh, her agent would have known. Yeah, yeah, said that a black car had come to the house and picked them up. But to Ruth's relief, Joe then said that he was planning on leaving the family and he was just waiting for the girls to come home so he could say goodbye to his little girl. So she's like, she's like, cool, you're going to be gone. Yes. But things aren't making sense to her, but like, they kind of like hang up, you know how when like a phone call ends a little bit too soon and you're like, Like, uh... yeah, so she actually tries to call him back, but he never answers. Um, It is believed that during that initial call, Judith was already dead.
0: It's horrifying to look back on.
1: It is. It's hard to know truly what went on in the Barzy family home between July 25th to 27th. On July 20 20- days. Yes. Like days, yes, like two ish, three ish days, yes. So on July 27th, a neighbor, Eunice Dolly, was outside watering her garden when she heard an explosion coming from the Barzi house. Oh, mm hmm. In an interview with the LA Times, she said, My first thought as I ran to call 911 was, He's done it, he's killed them and set fire in the house just like he said he would.
0: Oh my god, like, uh, yeah, back to your point, like, everyone saw this coming, yes. And I hate like, you, your, Eunice. Your first,
1: like, to be I your really first response is like, Oh, that
0: neighbor <laughs> killed his family and yeah, blew their house up, like, yeah. Oh, my God.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, she saw a lot then before leading up to that. She, th- that's her opinion of her neighbor. Yeah, and get this. So Eunice would claim that she encouraged Maria to leave Joe constantly. However, would later victim blame Maria in the same fucking article. She then is quoted as saying she really loved her home, like about Maria. She Mm -hmm. really loved her home and the things that Judah's career had brought her. She didn't want to leave those things. No, bitch. She didn't want to lose her life in leaving like that pissed me off so much. I was like, you're going to say that it was like material. And then Mm -hmm. now all these news outlets are recording that this this woman, you know, in the 80s, like didn't want to leave the material possessions in her house when honestly, like she just told Aggie that she was afraid for her life if she left him.
0: Yeah. She didn't want to leave because she
1: didn't want to be murdered. (sighs) Yeah. In like leaving. Yeah. Because it's dangerous to leave. Like, this, that made me so mad to read. I was like, oh, okay, we're going to victim blame now. All right, cool, whatever. So, yeah. Police would find all three bodies of the Barzi family dead in their home. Not from smoke inhalation, however, but from gun wounds to the head. The murder weapon was still found in Joe's hand. His body was in the gr- garage with one self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. There's confusion on when Judith and her mother were killed. Mm-hmm. Judith's body was found face down in her pink canopy bed, a gunshot wound in the back of her head. Her body was burned beyond recognition and she was near her pink TV. Her pink TV was a gift from Joe as an apology for yanking her hair in a fit of rage one day. That's so abusive. It's so horrible. He had yanked her ponytail so hard that she had hit the kitchen floor. (gasps) Oh, at the time of her death, she was just 10 years old and she was three foot eight. Tiny Ten,
0: baby. Yes.
1: Like three foot eight is such a little. So small. Yeah. yeah. So little tiny. being. Her mother Maria was found face down in the hallway, shot in the head as well. They are believed to have been dead for more than 24 hours before their bodies were found, but no more than 48 hours.
0: It within that window. Yeah,
1: yeah so it leaves many to believe that the date of death was actually the night of July 25th um, when she after she'd missed that audition with Hanna-Barbera. Was Judith sleeping just because, like, was she in pajamas? She like- was in pajamas, so they believe that Judith was asleep when she was shot. She'd last been seen on her bike outside the family home earlier on July 25th. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, both of them were in their pajamas. Both are believed to have gone to bed and... And that Joe had initially stayed up before shooting his daughter while she slept in her bed. The mom's in the hall. And then they think that Maria had been trying to flee him. Like, she'd heard the gunshot and tried to flee. And then he shot her in the hall. That's what they think happened. And then he stayed in that house and drank for those days. Yeah, because they didn't hear... What's the explosion? (sighs) So, he had actually, like, um, lit a fire. And I guess part of the garage had, like, exploded. So... It was like he'd committed arson. He doused them with gasoline. He was just, yeah. yeah like and just, then something had exploded within the house because he doused both of their bodies with gasoline before he and then lit them on fire oh. before he went into the garage and shot himself in the head. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Why Joe Barzi decided that this was the time to make good on his threats to his wife and daughter. No one will ever truly know.
0: I mean, it was right before she was telling people that she was going to leave him. Yes. So, I mean, she, like mm-hmm. she was
1: planning to leave. She, was. she had this
0: apartment. Like,
1: yeah. And it's believed that he actually had learned about that apar- apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, apparently, he'd followed her one day when she was moving belongings into the apartment. And um, he'd asked her, obviously, about it, probably not in the nicest of ways. Oh, uh, yeah. No. Yeah. She said that she was helping a friend move. Um, not sure no, if he bought that story. No,
0: it's their things. Like she said, like you said, he saw her moving their stuff out.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Reportedly, she also was waiting for Judas' $12,000 tax return that she planned on hiding from Joe. So maybe he found out about that as well. I believe she was using that in order to leave him. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure Like if he like figured that out so he's not gonna
0: like it when he finds out he's the one getting left
1: exactly and like according to him without family you've got nothing right yeah so for years maria and judith remained in unmarked graves until 2004 when fans actually gathered the funds for them judith's gravestone now reads her iconic words from her favorite role yep yep yep, yep. yep. It, like kills me every time I'm not um, going to be able to watch that movie without like bawling my eyes out. I now. know it's sad anyways. I know. And I wonder too, cause there's like this like space beside them. Cause I know Joseph's in an unmarked grave and I wonder if they buried them all together, which makes me just want to throw up. I'm
0: sorry. No. <sighs> See, they wanted to leave you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and they should be able to away. leave him now.
0: Like, yeah. Yeah. That's my feeling on that.
1: So CBS has never apologized to the Barzi relatives for the, their, or the, to the public for their inaction so that's great um i feel like judah's story is like such an important story to tell just because of the inaction like not only of the authorities but of friends and families and how things i feel like this could have been so prevented like we everybody Ugh. knew even the neighbor was like oh he's done it he's done it
0: like and i know it was like a little bit different time but it was it's not that long ago no honestly not that long ago and anyways, yeah, this, this isn't just unique to this. Just so we're saying like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of women that are abused, abused, abused. And we see this coming and then mm-hmm. there is like violence or homicide. Definitely.
1: Against, against them. So. Yeah. I actually wrote down here. So domestic violence affects like so many of us, one in three men, women will, yeah. will report and one in four men will experience physical abuse in a yeah, relationship. Also,
0: men also are abused. Yeah. yeah.
1: And people don't take that seriously either. Like if they're not taking women seriously, oh, why no, would they take no, not, a yeah. man seriously when he's being abused? It's crazy. Um, so I hope today in sharing Judah's horrible story that this is possibly reached someone in a similar situation that needs help we're linking down below. There's um, the national domestic violence hotline that we've linked before. Mm-hmm. It'll be down there. They not only have a hotline number, which I know sometimes hotline numbers aren't the best, but they do have a plan to leave. And Maria did have a plan to leave. Maria, and that's the most dangerous time. Like we've talked about that before. It's the most dangerous time when people try to leave these abusive relationships. Um, so definitely having that plan to ensure your own safety and your family's safety mm-hmm. Um it's just so important. Um, so yeah, um, know that there's help out there. Know that it's, I know I've been in an abusive relationship before. I'm, I'm very thankful I got out of that because I think if what my ex said to me once, um, this was one of our last fights, but he told me that if he had wanted to kill me, mm-hmm. he would have done it like not in the way. Cause he, He'd put his arm down on my throat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he said, and then I came up and I was hysterical after he'd finally like released me. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, Danielle, if I'd wanted to kill you, I wouldn't have done it that way. Like I'd get caught. He's like, I'd make sure I'd like do it when I'm not going to get caught. Yeah. Those are not empty threats. <sighs> They're not. Um, so just know you're not alone. It, it, it affects probably, I feel like uh, everyone I've spoken to either knows someone or has one been three. in three. Yeah. 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 So make sure you reach out. But that is the horrible case of Judith Barzi that. Yeah, that's awful. And her mother Maria. That's awful. Awful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I feel right. weird transferring over to like the, our wine. We usually do the case and then we talk about the wine.
0: We're not. Again, yeah. I can't. It's cheers. those. I can't yeah, think, yeah, it was horrible. I like this wine. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think it's a great wine. It's, mm-hmm. it's a seven for me. Yeah. I would drink more of this. Um. Yeah, these are just so hard to stomach, to be honest. Violence against the violence is- against children is just infathomable. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, that it was so preventable, I think, is what's really hard
1: on this one, too. Yeah, Yeah. So until next time, if you are interested in cases like this, if you want to hear more from us, if you, you know feel touched by judith's story today of course like feel free to reach out to that hotline if you're in a similar situation but we will be here every wednesday um talking more about different cases and honestly like different i hate to have a case where i don't have something at the end like
0: you're raising a a lot of awareness yeah Yeah, i hope so I hope more resources, yeah, Yeah.
1: um, because I find with true crime so many times. Like, obviously, these are interesting stories. It doesn't happen, you know, to everyone, and we always there's that morbid curiosity, but there's always that like, yeah. But I think like again, back to like the one in three women. Like, you probably know
0: someone, um, yeah,
1: that has gone through an abusive relationship, or Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. So hopefully, but um, we'll be here every Wednesday. So feel free, you know, to tune in. Join us next time. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be back next week, hopefully with a more uplifting case. See you next time. Ahura Media
0: Production.